Now, True Wealth, presented by Little John Financial Services. Here are David Littlejohn and Katie Shook with True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. All right, all right, all right. As David says, it's your favorite Tuesday you've had all week. Uh, this week on the True Wealth Radio Show, David is not joining us in studio. He is still at an undisclosed location. By the way, he does not have COVID. He is not self-quarantining. That's not what's happening. Um, but I do have a special guest in studio with me because it makes it more interesting. And then I don't have to monologue for 45 minutes, which is super boring. So in guest, my special guest today is... Casey McKillop. All right. And Casey owns... Backside Brewing. Backside Brewing. So Casey's been on um, on the air a couple times as a guest different times. But um, I'm going to continue this week... Uh, we'll continue the series of just bringing positivity back um, to the airwaves. I feel like right now there is so much inundation with negativity, right? I mean, there's tons of political things that are happening. There's obviously COVID. We've been dealing with that since March now. Um, there's, I just feel like everything is so negatively charged. So I wanted the show to be more about the power of positivity and just spreading some positive vibes out into the community and i'm trying to do that through small businesses through small business owners um and by the way if you're a business owner it never feels like a small business right (laughs) (laughs) it feels like such a gargantuan thing when it consumes your whole entire life um but so casey is a small business owner here in town who um has graciously agreed to come on the show today and kind of share some of his experiences um and so uh, yeah, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So, Casey, when did you start Backside Brewery? Uh, we started in 2012, technically. Oh, my um, gosh. Has it really been eight years already? I, I guess. Uh, but it really wasn't <laughs> open. Like, it, you know, it was slow, very slow to get going. Um, that's when we moved into the building and just kind of started tinkering, you know, cleaning it up, getting the vision started, What you know, moving things here and there. Um, I and think where we, are you located? Uh, 1640 Northeast Odell. It's so that's kind of old, right off of Diamond Lake. Um, I always say kind of behind the stacks. I don't even know what those are called. Yeah, Tyree Oil. They have their <clears throat> tanks out there. There you um, go. Yeah, it's old Garretson's building supply. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that yeah. would make sense mm-hmm. why you have that huge warehouse on the side then. Yeah. Okay, yep. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, and you've been there for eight years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did you get started in brewing? Um, just... I guess wanted to learn how to make beer. Okay. Uh, you know, at first I thought it sounded, it intrigued me. Um, I guess, you know, what else? I like to barbecue and cook food, but like <laughs> once it gets past that, it gets too complicated. Okay. But I thought, I'm like, well, beer, making beers sounds very complicated, but for some reason it, it did, you know, intrigue me in a way. And I had a, a friend of mine who wanted to learn as well. And so we just started home brewing. Um, pretty typical startup, you know, story. Um, kind of got honestly caught up in like the hype of owning a brewery and just thought, well, why not? You know, and I guess luckily I was young enough and dumb enough to go for it. So, we, you know what? Yeah. I wouldn't say dumb enough. It takes, you know, it, gosh, I'm, I'm totally going to get murdered for this one, but it takes a lot of balls to start a business. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it takes a lot of gumption. It takes a lot of oomph. You can word it however you want. Sorry. I know that was totally crass. I apologize listeners, but I didn't know how else to say it, but it, you know, a lot of people talk about starting their own business, but get scared. Right. And they kind of yeah, get paralyzed sure. by fear. Mm-hmm. And it, it does take a big leap of yep. faith because you had no idea whether it would succeed or fail. 
No, no. And I guess my vision was something much smaller than what it is now because I was doing other things at the time. I really wasn't I wasn't going to jump in like we did. We did not plan to move to the building we're at. We were going to do like a little thing like out at my parents' property and like their barn. Like <laughs> try to make it kind of like a vineyard, like the winery setting. Um, oh, we, that's fascinating. We wanted to do something different in that aspect. So more of a destination. Yeah. Like out mm-hmm. in the countryside. Okay. Yeah. And that was actually, we were moving forward with that and then just kind of stumbled upon this building and it was just an awesome location. Tons of potential. And one of those things again we're just like well why not you know at the end of the day I don't ever want to say that I've regretted anything I have or more importantly have not done or tried to do and I think the most important thing is when people they are they're on the fence they're not sure right I, I you know try to spread the good word across you know anyone who wants to listen and who is thinking about starting a business um, or doing other things I guess for that matter Um, maybe not starting a, a business per se, but jumping into a new career or going back to school or changing their paths, whatever direction, you right. know, where, whatever it is they want to do. Um, you have, it's scary. Yeah. And I think, I think people don't, they're afraid to fail. And I think the, the thing they should be afraid of is I, I always say you got three choices. You got the right choice, the wrong choice. And then your other one is no choice. You do nothing. And I think doing nothing is 10 times worse than doing the wrong thing. Because if you're motivated, you're going to do the wrong thing. But you just, you readjust and you readjust and you readjust and you readjust. And then eventually you end up into that right spot. Right. Well, they be... talk about Thomas Edison, right? Like he figured out hundreds of ways not to do the light bulb. Yeah, like it's no... exactly. And a lot of people, I, I want to reiterate too, starting your own business, a lot of times the way you start out is not always the way you end up, right? Like you're sure. constantly changing, manipulating the way you do things, finding a better way. Right. Or you think, you know, in your head, you have a plan and you go, okay, well, this is our plan. And then you get halfway down the plan and you're like, why am I doing it that way? That was so hard. Like, let's go this way. It makes Mm -hmm. more sense. And so being able to be flexible, having a lot of grace with yourself, you know, like it's being allowing it to naturally evolve. Yeah. Right. And then and being humbled by it. Like there's times when people do mistakes, um, but being able to fall forward. Right. It's like it's okay to fall down, but get up and keep moving. Go forward. Figure out what went wrong Mm -hmm. and then fix it. Yep. Um, And it's a lot of times it's more about our ego than it is about the actual mistake. Like we're afraid to admit that we did something wrong. That's 100 percent. And every successful business owner you've ever met will always tell you like, yeah, I failed a bunch of times. Right. Or Mm -hmm. I made bad mistakes or bad calls. Yeah. But it's being able to get up, dust yourself off and move forward. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah. So and I mean, just no, now I didn't know that about your vision. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like you had this totally different vision set for Backside Brewery. Yeah. Right. And how did the name come about? Well, the name came about because at the beginning when we were the vision of being like outside of town, mm-hmm. like our, our idea was like we were going to be where it was located was kind of like on the backside of a mountain. Oh. And so <laughs> we just I don't know it kind of stuck we started saying it and you're like I'm on the backside of Diamond Lake it's yep. just <laughs> yeah it kind of worked out the backside of the building gotta you know go around the back <laughs> people still like pull in they're like where's the brewery I'm like it's in the back side of I don't know you know <laughs> you're like I don't know we got to create yeah. a backside somewhere yeah. so we can say this is the backside yep exactly how funny so. and you even the brewery itself we were just talking about it prior to coming on the air that um 
you know, I remember when you kind of first got started and visiting and like all the tanks were inside and they mm-hmm. were kind of to the one side of the brewery. Mm-hmm. And then now that's full of seating for more of like a restaurant <clears throat> style. I remember when you added the brick oven pizza, like that wasn't part of the original plan either. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, and I really enjoy going there and having yeah. a beer and having a pizza and hanging out with my friends. And yeah, um, so it's a great family atmosphere. Um, now, during this whole thing and part of the reason I brought you on again, we're trying to spread positivity with business owners because I think it's very easy to get stuck in the negative. Um, how has COVID changed your business model? Well, or how um, have you had to do things differently due to restrictions given? Um, well, the one thing you mentioned on earlier, um, you brought up the word ego, is I have to put myself into check and detach like on a daily basis. Okay. Because I think that is super important for a business owner or anyone right now, the way things are going. Um, Because for one, you wake up in the morning and do you choose to watch news? Yes or no. Okay. Either way, you need to stay open-minded about that because it's really easy to get caught up into poor me. Oh, well, this sucks. This is so, this is so hard. Right. And kind of start on the left foot and not like in the right frame of Mm -hmm. mind. Or I would I would move forward with this project or man, I would totally open that business if this wasn't going on or that wasn't going on. Right. It's like, well, take a step back and try to see even in in times of, you know, pandemic just, and the yeah. way the world. I mean, this is a new uncharted territory. Yeah. There's always an opportunity. There's right. always, you know what, maybe you instead of going left to get there, you got to make three rights or mm-hmm. whatever. And I think for me instantly we had to make adjustments okay um luckily um i have a lot of awesome people that surround me family friends business relationships um when things like this happen i always reach out to people that are smarter than me that are more involved or whatever i just listen i i I don't know much about this what do you guys suggest you know if you were me or what are you doing and really try to like i said detach look at what everybody's doing no matter where they're at what business they operate their political views no matter what and you just you find you, you gather information and you go okay this is how we're going to move forward this might not be how that person's moving forward maybe this is a little tidbit from them a little tidbit from th- this group or whatever and um but also having to make decisions quickly well um, and i think you you've hit it on the head having um like an advisory council is what mm-hmm. we call it like right like having people around you to bounce ideas off of, Mm -hmm. right? Or problem solve with. Um, Sometimes it's easier to be more creative when you kind of come across that. It's like, hey, by the way, I have this problem and I'm not sure exactly how to problem solve it. Or I have, you know, three out of the four pieces I need, Mm -hmm. you know, give me something different. Um, You know, I know last week when I was talking to Crystal and she was talking about Crate and Sip, she mentioned, you know, like, oh, we went to pizza boxes Mm -hmm. and lipstick tubes. And it's like, we went into places that, we had an envision, but sure. having somebody else kind of have a mm-hmm. format for what we wanted to do made sense. Yep. Um, so it does really help to have that mm-hmm. advisory council. And a lot of business owners have that, right? Whether it's your business partner, like you said, yep. whether it's other owners in the mm-hmm. industry or because um, I'm pretty sure you've talked to other breweries because I know there's kind of like a brewery sure. collective in the area yeah, as well. Yeah. And anytime, I mean, I've reached out to them and we've and vice versa. We've worked on uh, projects together. Um, or if I have a question on something, I mean, they're beyond like open to try to help in any way they can. And that's awesome. 
you know, and too, as soon as you talk to somebody, especially when they're in the same exact industry as you are, and you like share that struggle for even if it's just like a 30 second, like, oh, yeah, well, I'm not the only one that's going through this. It, it so. kind of feels better. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you, you almost feel like you shoulder that burden with other people, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not you alone carrying this massive <clears throat> yeah. 100 pound elephant on your shoulders. It's like, no, other people are feeling this too. Yeah. You know, how can we problem solve mm-hmm. together? And, and I do. I think sometimes it bands together a little bit of an in- industry, especially in a small town like this. It's like, hey, you know, we're all kind of struggling this way. Let's work together yeah. and let's figure out how to problem solve this in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think balancing that with with just knowing that you can get through it if you really choose to, you know, if you really put your head down and work hard, obviously still like staying aware of your surroundings. But knowing that there is a way it's going to probably might not be the best way you would choose to go or the the funnest path for the time being. But um, it's always better than giving up. You know, it's like you hit that point where you're like, gosh, this is just even if it's the worst thing imaginable, it's in my opinion, that has always been better than quitting. It's like, well, once you quit, once you're done, right? then what? Then you really have some issues to try to like figure out because if you quit and you step away, then what are you going to do? You know, so it's like, well, you might as well make it, you know, work the hardest and best you can towards f- making sure you pull out of it. And, you know, there's definitely sometimes even me, I'll hit spots where I might go through a period where I'm like, I'm not sure how we're going to go through this. But you know what? Tomorrow's a new day, and, and that day comes, and you, you get through it. You do. Right. And so the visual that I've, for whatever reason, I've shared this quite a bit lately um, about personal things, but also about business, too, is right now it is not a freeway, right? It is not a straight road that's smooth that you can go 80 miles an hour sure. on. Yeah. I feel like it is an off-road adventure mm-hmm. <laughs> with bumps and rocks, and you feel like you are mountain climbing in a vehicle kind of hanging off the cliff. Yeah. Like. It's like, okay, we're still making progress and we'll mm-hmm. steer going forward, but we have to go slower. We have to be more cautious. We have to really take our time and visualize the path. So it's not a like, let's just go as fast as we want and kind of recklessly. It's like, yeah. no, we need to be really methodical about where we're going and how we're doing it. And some of it, you know, like if you also think about like trailblazing in the jungle, it's like, yeah, we're trying to cut our path mm-hmm. now too. It's not just we're going to go where everybody else is want. Yep. Yeah. And I think stopping. Um, now you just have to readjust in this time. What we've done is make those adjustments m- much more often, you know, literally on a daily basis, um, trying to figure out how we're going to steer that vehicle. Um, so, so that's a perfect way to leave off. So we're actually going to catch our first break. Um, and when we get back, we're going to talk about some of the adjustments you've had to make to your business since COVID. So you have Katie Shook and Casey McKillop. And this is News Radio 1240 KQEN. was such a fast break welcome back everybody this is the true wealth radio show you have katie shook and casey mckillop casey's here joining me from backside brewery we are here today as a part two series of part two (laughs) of uh, throwing positivity out there um talking about how businesses are thriving and doing different things during this time right like we're in the middle of a pandemic something our nation hasn't seen in this kind of magnitude in a very long time and a lot of it's due to globalization now right like we're not just national anymore we're global Mm -hmm. so it's a global pandemic which is very unique um and we're talking about adjustments so right before we left at the break we were talking about adjustments that you've had to make to your business so what are some simple adjustments that you're like well we used to do it that way and now we have to do it this way um well you know for the most part our most of our adjustments are pretty typical you know making sure that we're keeping our 
tables spaced apart. Um, one thing I did when we were shut down for a little while doing takeout only, we implemented uh, delivery service right away. I took the, and luckily we have like beer delivery vans because we self-distribute our beer. And I said, well, we got the vans. We have the fleet. Yep, we might as well. Yeah. And trying to keep people busy, you know, instead of having 10 people on staff on throughout a day, we went to, you know, three and way less in other areas. Um, so we, we instantly implemented beer uh, delivery vans How for cool. pizza delivery. <laughs> uh, and that was that was an eye opener. Um, so it, did that, what do you mean it's an eye opener? Like what, what was kind of, you're like, okay, well, we have the vans, we know we can do it, we make pizza and beer, so we're just gonna start delivering it now. It's a lot of work to deliver food. <laughs> so it gave you a new appreciation for people that do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, so again, yeah. something that you're like, oh, it's not that hard. And then you start yeah. doing it and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, there's a lot more to it than I thought. Yeah. And I I am super thankful. I mean, we had people calling us from all over saying we just want to support you. You know, Oh, that's and so sweet. That was yeah, that was awesome. It was awesome to see the community really like, reach out and, yeah. and awesome yeah. that is so great yeah so yeah we implemented that right away we expanded our seating uh tasting room area um we took out a wall so we can put our tables farther apart um implementing out well and luckily we already had our outside seating that's huge um and i haven't got to expand that like i really truly want but just utilizing it more okay um letting and, and one thing i think what i it didn't take me too long to figure out, but at first, you know, you get caught up and don't know what to do or what not to do. It, it's paralyzing <clears throat> a little bit, right? Yeah. Like all of a sudden, you know, somebody, I think the biggest thing right now is that the government is making decisions for your business, right? Usually as a small business, as a business owner in general, not even mm -hmm. small business, yeah. but as a business owner in general, you're used to making the decisions for your business. And yeah. all of a sudden now mm -hmm. you having, you have somebody who's not familiar with your business or not familiar with how you do things, mm -hmm. dictating how you have to do things. Yeah. Yeah. So that it does kind of take you by surprise. You're like, wait, 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 wait. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it is very stressful when things are happening and you feel like it's out of your control. Um, but again, you have to you have to gain control as much of the situation as you possibly, right. possibly can. Take a step back, take a yeah. breath and be like, all right, yeah. how are we going to face this challenge? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Utilizing what tools you have and really, truly thinking about, OK, how are customers going from the outside looking in? How will they look at our business, what we're doing, the actions we're taking? You know, because internally we might be doing all of these things thinking that, well, this is going to be great and this is going to be great. And maybe they are great. But if we don't get that message out to the consumer, let them know, hey, these are the steps we're taking, then really we're, we're only accomplishing maybe, you know, 25 percent of what we really ultimately want to. So we can't get caught up in like into our situation, just us either and feel sorry for us or be frustrated with the extra steps we have to take so i think that actually brought up a great point i think a lot of businesses are making all these adjustments and there's an assumption that the consumer just knows what you're doing yes and i think that could be something that small businesses could share a little more mm -hmm. whether it's on social media it's, or yeah. through an email mm -hmm outlining yeah. for consumers like hey these are the new mandates but this is what we're doing to be proactive mm -hmm. this is what we're doing to make sure you still get a good customer experience yeah. because i in the small business owners i've talked to you know when it used to take you 10 steps to get 
the product done. Now it takes you 20. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the consumer always knows that like there's all these extra steps now that you've had to take. And so I think that could be. So if you're listening and you're a small business owner, that's my one little nugget for you today. If you could somehow communicate better with your consumer base, um, what you're doing to be proactive, right? And because people want to know, like, hey, mm-hmm. we, we want to know that you're still open. Yeah. I think that's actually even that message alone. Mm-hmm. Like, don't make the assumption that your consumer just knows that you're open. They don't know. Right. And again, they're getting inundated with stuff. So keep it simple. Outline it very clearly. Yeah. What you're doing. And if there's a new offering, get them excited about that. Like, you know, I wish I would have known you were doing pizza and beer delivery. I would have totally done that. <laughs> yeah. I And again, I was kind of hunkered down mm-hmm. in my own little bubble, yeah. um, you know, dealing with cooking 20 million times at home. Because let me tell you, the first month yeah. was OK. By the mm-hmm. second month, I'm like, <laughs> I am tired of eating my own cooking. Uh-huh. Like I've cooked the same five things 20 <laughs> times. My kids are like that again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we heard a lot of that. <laughs> oh, and well, and just not having to do dishes. Yeah. Like when you've been stuck at home all day and you're like on your third load of dishes, mm-hmm. you're like paper plates sound really good. <laughs> not having to cook makes it even better. So yeah. I kind of wish I would have known that. And I don't know how I would have found that out. I know I follow you guys <clears> on <throat> Facebook, but mm-hmm. that would be my thing is just, you know, not that you want to overshare. Like you don't want to be like, oh, my gosh, today was such a bad day. Yeah. Like people don't want that. No. But sharing the the positivity or if you know good Mm -hmm. things happen every day yeah i think those are those are things that people want to hear about yep yeah yeah and when you're doing it every day and you're caught up in in it you it's the normal for you right you know so you have to kind of be you know uh, if you're not able to be that person you need to put someone into that delegate a staff member or a family friend or someone else that Mm -hmm. can come in and be like hey can you come in and take some pictures and post these on Facebook and show what we're doing you know I'm too busy I don't have time can Mm -hmm. you come volunteer and I'll you know give you a free pizza or something yeah and realize that yeah just because you know like you said like as the whatever business you own you know um, your car you're doing a special on car washes or due to COVID you're not charging for tire rotations or whatever it is a month in you're just like yeah we've been doing it for a while but if you don't really constantly throw those little nuggets out at people um, and it does feel like you're being redundant at times I mean even with our marketing you know we do taco Tuesday every Tuesday Eventually, but there's new people on your list all the time. But we promote it every Tuesday, right? Every Tuesday, and it's I don't think it's overdoing it, but um, but not, but like you said, you don't. There are ways to do that, um, but constantly trying to just throw little tidbits of information out there, um, that was something that we focused heavily on in the beginning because I realized right away people were asking me, well what are you guys doing? Are you even open or how are you doing food? And can I come and buy beer or what, you know, and I instantly realized they okay, didn't know what to do. Yeah, right. So they, you have there. to give instruction like, Hey, you can come here. You can mm-hmm. buy beer. We can deliver. We yeah. can do this. This is the phone number. This is the website. Um, I know other business owners that have even changed their ordering systems or, mm-hmm. you know, how they process things. Maybe they've added more, um online availability or options right or for people who haven't updated their online presence Mm -hmm. in a while maybe they're more focused on that right now yeah yep and that those are all small things that we have touched on across the last two three month period um online presence um phone orders um 
we did implement like this phone order ticket like program thing. It's nothing fancy. It's very simple. Sometimes the simple ones are the most effective. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be an expensive system to be efficient. Uh huh. No. And that's yeah. And it works great. And now it's like when we see that ticket hanging, we know that's like a to go order. You know, we used to just write to go. But now it's like we have separate, you know, and yeah, simple things. But, you know, and like the girls, one of the um, bartenders that work for us they're the ones that design that so I, I never thought of it <laughs> so again taking input from your employees right mm-hmm. like brainstorming mm-hmm. together here are the problems that we're now facing help offer solutions because everybody's going to look at it a little differently and some of it you brought up a good point that bartender who's used to answering the phone and used yeah. to taking orders and used <clears throat> to doing things mm-hmm. that's kind of you said her right yeah that's kind of her lane mm-hmm. right yeah. so she's going how can i make my job easier yeah. and yet keep me employed mm-hmm. yeah. right so she's trying to add value mm-hmm. to you as a business owner yeah. and trying to add value to her position yep. and those are things that i think are really important to think about too right is there something going on in your business if you're listening as an employee is there something that you're like you know we could be doing this Mm -hmm. like the power of suggestion is great because don't assume that the owner has thought of everything sure right and it's again if that's not your lane like i don't know how often you answer the phone at the brewery anymore Mm -hmm. but it's probably only if everybody's really busy Uh, (laughs) And they may not let you near the phone anyway. (laughs) Because let's be honest, sometimes when it's the boss, you're like, please don't answer the phone. You're going to blow stuff up. Like, just give it to somebody who can do it. Yeah, they're better at most everything down there than I am at this point. (laughs) I just just stay out of their way. (laughs) But that means you've hired the right people, too, Mm -hmm. right? You've hired the right team to come around you. and, And people that are in roles of leadership have recognized their strengths and also their weaknesses mm-hmm. and have said, you know, if, if this is not something that's my strength, then I'm going to delegate it to somebody who can make my team stronger. Yeah. And I think those things are super important. But be open to the power of suggestion. And by the way, some ideas you're just going to be like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. But being able to implement, like you said, it doesn't even have to be sophisticated. Mm-hmm. But a ticketing system now that you're like, oh, that just made our life easier. I still want to go get one of those staples like that was easy button Uh (laughs) because sometimes I think we think things have to be way more complicated than they actually do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it's the old adage, right? Keep it simple, stupid. Like just add a little kiss to it and see if it goes that direction. Yep. So, well, you also have a very fascinating story because you're expanding. Yeah. But. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. So right now you're listening to the True Wealth Radio Show, and you have Katie Shook and Casey McKillop. And you're listening to News Radio 1240 KQEN. All right, we're back to the True Wealth Radio Show. I feel like I need a jingle, right? I always feel like the 50s, like, True Wealth Radio Show. I know, and my voice is really hoarse right now. Um, Is there fires going on right now? Because I feel like I'm breathing more smoke in the air or, I don't know, something. My voice always goes kind of raspy during the summer, and I can't yeah. tell if it's like pollen you know, allergies or like forest fires or heat. Kind of does it to me sometimes. Does but, it? The mm-hmm. combination of everything. I haven't been camping, so I haven't been sitting around a fire, <laughs> so I can't blame it on that. But yeah. um, all right. So right before we left on the break, um, we're going to talk a little bit about business expansion because some businesses during this whole thing are actually expanding. Right? They're stretching their legs out a little bit. There's been some very fascinating business opportunities, um, and so. Uh, and by the way, Casey has been fabulous to me in the fact that I pulled him off of his job today to bring him into the radio station. So <laughs> I just want to say I'm um, thank you. It was um, getting really hot outside, so it's good. 
<laughs> You're like air conditioning. We're yeah. okay. Um, what? Where were you? What were you doing? Have you? Because I know you've kind of announced it, haven't you? Yeah, it's not a yeah, secret. we announced okay. it. Yeah, yeah. We're opening our second location in Sutherland. Ah, so, yeah. so he was swinging a hammer and breaking through some bricks. Yep. And uh, doing some dirty work, right? Mm-hmm. So just because you're the boss doesn't mean you don't get your hands dirty. That's, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I enjoy that part of it. So, yeah. yeah. When you were when you were the owner of a small business, you wear many many hats, and that, sometimes it's hard because you're like, I wish I had more heads mm-hmm. and less hats. But yep. um, yeah, you got to do what you got to do to make it go. And so you were up swinging a hammer up in Sutherland trying to get your new spot yep. ready. So again, the the power of positivity, right? Like and. and I think if I remember right, this was kind of going on prior to COVID. Were you or did this start like at the very beginning of it? We signed papers like right at the beginning of February before actually really anything. (laughs) There was nothing, you know. You had to have a good facepalm moment (laughs) in there. You're just like, really? We just signed the paperwork and now you're going to lock us down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, we were fortunate to be we are very fortunate, my wife and I, which I haven't mentioned, but she's my business partner in this whole deal. And so it's like her and, you know, she's helped me tremendously along this whole, you know, journey. And we were in a spot where, you know, I don't know if it might be the wisest decision, <laughs> but again, I'm kind of, I, you know, my, I was kind of felt like I was getting that point where a little bit of downtime here and there right and the second that happens like okay i could be doing something bigger better moving forward i I need a project i need something and uh it's this we've talked about this for a couple years opening another location um and uh we had an opportunity to move into a space in sutherland uh the property owners of the building are awesome people super helpful supportive of us again people from the community uh, in sutherland and here um but uh, rallying behind you yeah, encouraging you to do it up there oh man it was it was amazing uh the support and encouragement and once we had that um kind of like response from just like well sure we'll go look at the building and like we show up and there's you know like 20 people there they're like okay i'm like well you can't not do it now <laughs> so that was yeah that i was feel like cool. sometimes when it's the right decision um i almost feel like pushed like by a wind in mm-hmm. my back like yeah, yeah. you know like when it's the right decision it seems mm-hmm. like it happens way easier it goes way more smooth than it's supposed to you're like oh yeah. i was really expecting <clears throat> this rocky road and yeah it's, it kind of worked out it and feels yeah it feels right you're not nervous about it whatsoever you're then you're a sense excited. of peace yeah right a sense of peace you're like i should be freaking out right now and mm-hmm. i totally am not yep. and yep. like i always like to call those a jesus moment like i have a jesus moment where it's like <laughs> all right he laid his hand on me and just said nope this is good yeah now yeah. i realize not everybody's spiritual when they listen to the show and that's okay but <laughs> it is nice when you feel like you're doing the right thing yeah that you do you have this sense of inner peace about the decision yep Um, And by the way, I know there's a lot of business owners out there that were making big business decisions January, February, even the beginning of March, right? And Mm -hmm. then come mid mid to late March, they were just facepalm. It's like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Because that was scary. I mean, the world kind of stood still for a couple weeks is all of the dust was just trying to, you know, everybody was just trying to sort it all out and figure out like, what do we do now? Um, So that can be really scary if you're like in the middle of an expansion project or in the middle of a purchase. You know, I know there's a bunch of people that even bought a home, for example, you know, it's like, oh, first time home buyers and like, we finally got a house. And then a month later, they're like, oh crap, do we even have a job still? Like what's happening here? So that can be very 
frightening. Yeah. So, and it's, and it's, <clears throat> there are a lot of small business owners that are a married couple, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them where it's like, oh, my business partner is my spouse. And um, so being able to have, and by the way, not all spouses see eye to eye on how the business <laughs> should be ran either. Yeah. Right. So one of the things we've been joking around is like, stay in your lane, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like, if this is your, if this is your thing, yep. stay in your lane, right? Yeah. Like we're going to, we're going to div- divvy up the tasks yeah. and you stay in yours and I'll stay in mine. And, and it's not, by the way, it's not a mean thing to do, No. right? If you no. see well run, I'm going to call them family businesses, mm-hmm. right? Because you have little ones, don't you? Uh, not yet, but we're working on ah, it. There okay. might be some coming. So. Oh, <laughs> see, look, there's another surprise in there, right? We're going to get some COVID babies. We are. And yeah. I don't even want to call them that, <laughs> but we're going to get some COVID babies. Yeah. Um, th- but it's, you know, when you're, when you're in that phase of life where um, you're younger and you have family and stuff, it's like, you know, fa- you say family business and you're like, well, it's just me and my spouse. Mm-hmm. But, and by the way, no pressure on that one. I was yeah. not calling you out on oh, the Oh, don't air. worry. There's plenty, so. <laughs> <laughs> Probably from the in-laws. <laughs> but, um, you know, I totally lost my train of thought on that one. Family businesses. Family businesses that succeed are the ones that they've all figured out their strengths and then encourage one another to like they've divided up the work, mm-hmm. right? And it's yeah. like, okay, well, if you're really good at marketing and communication, then yeah. don't let me do that job. You do that job, yeah. right? And it's like, if you're really good at, some some people just have to do the dirty work. Mm-hmm. Like someone has sure. to actually brew the beer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's, you know, it's the least dirtiest job I've ever had. So <laughs> it's still at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not bad, but yeah. And working as a team. You know, right? And you, it's a really now you really truly are a team. You know, you're what you fail at, they fail at. What you, when you have a win, you share that win together. And yeah, having that person keep you in check, um, but know. in a loving way. Yes. Right. It's yes. like, well, honey, yeah. we need to talk about this because yeah. you know maybe there's a better way to do it versus like you mm-hmm. screwed up and don't <laughs> don't yep. you know not nitpicking at each other, but figuring out how to encourage one another and yeah. and be that. Now you own another business besides Backside. Yeah, yeah, we have Party Time Rentals, and yeah. you bought that a year or two ago. Um, we, a little over two. Yeah, so we're going into this fall. Will be our third year. Oh running my God. That. By the way, my concept of time is horrible. I'm admitting <laughs> no, that right now. Flies, I think things happened flies. like six months ago, and they were like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like my concept of time is. No. I said to somebody the other day, like, remember when COVID started a year ago? And they went, yeah. it started in March. And I was like, oh, it yeah. felt like a year. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yes. But okay, so you yeah. so. What's interesting to me is you're a young entrepreneur, right? And so it's like, okay, what did you do before you did beer? Um, I owned a pest control company okay. that I started. And then a friend of mine and I, my mom and dad had a small like asphalt resurfacing kind of like asphalt company. Okay. And my buddy and I bought that from them and we operated that and I and then bounced back and forth between that and like pest control and I grew the pest control business up to a point I was pretty happy with it, really, and I was able to sell that to st- go in full time with the brewery. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I continued doing the asphalt for a couple more years, and then um, luckily, you know, my best friend was uh, my partner with that business. And was that a um, point where he could buy you out of it or o- yeah, t- overtake it, kind of? Yeah, okay. yeah, and that's when I decided, you know, everything was going really great with that company. It was just, I realized... I if I'm going to do this um, you need to be all in yeah and I was spreading myself too thin I could tell you know I was having 
at the end of the day, it was hard to accomplish things that really needed to be accomplished and give it my true 100%. And uh, yeah, again, I was super fortunate to be in a good working relationship with with my best friend and his wife. And so we just decided that, okay, this is now your guys's, you know, deal. And, and he's continued to grow that company 10 times bigger than it was when I stepped out. So I'm super stoked for them. Right. Um, and it well, you always want to see your friends succeed. And yeah. especially, and there's a little bit of like <laughs> fatherly pride when you're like, I started the company, you know, look how successful it is. Yeah, right. It's, it's cool like, to see. It's <laughs> even cool. though you realize it's not necessarily because of you, like you're out of it, but you're like, I'm, I'm happy to see them continue to yep. succeed. Yep. I think that's Definitely. something that's really important. Mm-hmm. So again, that entrepreneur like spirit, right? It's like, you're always looking for opportunities. You're willing to seize them, which is a really hard thing to do because you have to step out of your comfort zone every time you buy a different business. It's not like you bought another brewery where you're like, oh, I know how to run this already because I have the equipment. It's like, no, we're going to do a party rental company, which is a whole (laughs) different animal. Yes. Yeah, it is. And there are some similarities, luckily. Um, but staying again, just super open-minded, um, staying aware of you know what other businesses, people, um, industries are doing around you. Um, most of the things I've learned in business have came from businesses that had nothing to do with what I was doing. Um, just because it is entirely a different industry doesn't mean you can't take your same um, approach well, I, to. I think a lot of the principles are the same. It like yes. the execution <clears throat> might not be the same. But like the foundation is right. It's like the foundation of a house Mm -hmm. is a foundation of a house. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, brick or stick or mortar. It's like Mm -hmm. you still need a foundation. Right. You still need a floor. And I think that's true with business. Like there's kind of business acumens that are still pretty steadfast. Yeah. Even if the execution's not the same or the protocol or the the way to get there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And finding those, you know, the the alignments there and the parallels. um, For me, that's exciting. It's fun. I, I do truly enjoy business in all shapes, sizes, forms, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, who knows? After we joke around because we're like, you know, I had like basically three businesses before. And then I'm like, okay, I need to just, I, I need one. It's because you don't have kids. It's really because That's, you don't have kids. Because I'm telling you, raising kids is a full-time business in itself. I, you know, I, I completely <laughs> agree. I, I don't. And I'm. And I, by the way, I'm picking will, on you in a very loving a way. Third, fourth that'll be like my you know that's i told my wife i'm like okay i got a few months i gotta retire because if we have kids coming then you know that's my new job basically so (laughs) it's it you know kids are awesome and and i have two and i've been very open that i'm a foster parent and um we're in the process of adopting one right now um but man they are forever right so it's like this is not a decision to be like oh we had a fun weekend let's have a child Mm -hmm. it's like no it changes (laughs) everything you do yeah Definitely. But that doesn't mean that you can't be mm-hmm. a successful business well, owner and have children. There's yeah. plenty of people out there that are doing exactly yeah. that. And it's yeah, that's it's good that it changes what you do. Because if you had kids and you're like, no, oh, I do exactly what I've always done. It's like, uh, maybe that's. I think good sometimes though, like um, I grew up with uh, parents that were very entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. um, and it's definitely part of my spirit. And I think it's because I've watched how hard my parents have worked and all the things that they've done. And Mm -hmm. I feel like children that kind of grow up and work in the family businesses usually, usually grow up with Mm -hmm. a very good work acumen because it's like, well, I had to help dad sweep floors and I had to help dad Mm -hmm. do things or I had to help mom 
you know and it's yeah, like and when yeah. you realize that your parents wear all these hats and that they're willing to do the dirty jobs it gives you a better respect yeah. for what they do for sure yeah and sets you up for things that happen later in life um you don't get so caught off guard by random stuff you know your truck breaks down and you got to spend six hundred dollars for a part you know you've watched your dad work on his truck every night when he got home so he could you know, use it for work the next day right that's just part of becoming an adult right and uh the relationship building there is huge well we're going to expand on that in a little bit but we got to take our last break you're listening to the true wealth radio show this is katie shook and casey mckillop and you're listening to news radio 1240 kqen All right, here we go. It's the last little bit of the show. It has gone by so fast today. Um, Again, you're listening to Katie Shook. I just want to say thank you to Casey from Backside Brewery for coming in and co-hosting with me today. Again, David is MIA. He can fill you in next week on what's been going on in his life, which has been very exciting. Um, But no, he does not have COVID. He is not self-quarantining. I don't even want that rumor getting out there. That is not it at all. He's actually having fun. He's actually at the brewery drinking while I'm here. That's what it is. He's hiding. (laughs) No, he's not. He likes your brewery too, though. We actually had his surprise birthday party there Mm -hmm. um, when he turned 40, which was a few years ago. So um, yeah, so see, we frequent. I I love that that place. Um, We're talking about the power of positivity with businesses. Um, And one of the things that I love about Casey's story, about your personal testimony, which is that's what it is. It's a personal testimony is, you know, you're not afraid. It's like you're not afraid to go reach for it. Right. Knowing that you may fail at it, but you're not afraid. It's like, well, this business opportunity has presented itself. And I will tell you, sometimes when it's the right opportunity and the wrong time, it's just the wrong time. It's mm-hmm. not that it's a bad opportunity. Because I know for me personally, there's been times when I've um, said no to things. And it's like, no, no, no. And then it's funny because you eventually end up saying yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And we were kind of talking about that a little bit earlier with the expansion. It was like, no, yeah. no, no. Okay, fine. Yeah. And it's like, you <laughs> kind of feel like you're like, okay, I give up. I'm, I'm just not going to fight this any longer. <laughs> and sometimes I kind of, me personally, and I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like I'm getting kicked. Right? It's like... Yeah. Why are you not doing that? Why mm-hmm. are you not doing that? You should be doing that. And it's yeah. like, no, I don't want to. It's like, are you sure? Because you really should be. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I always feel like my friends and family talk me into it. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I have the doubt, <laughs> yeah. they're like, are you sure? You really should be doing that. And I'm like, yeah. why is everybody in agreement? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what am I not yeah. seeing in this opportunity? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's just power and positivity in businesses. I, I think it's awesome when businesses are talking about some of the modifications they've had to make. Right. Like it's it's definitely an interesting time to be a business owner. Um, You know, it's been a very scary time. Right. Like whether or not you had to lay people off, rehire people. Some businesses have recovered some. Mm -hmm. Some haven't. Um, Does it look different? Does the staff look different? Um, Having to maybe shoulder more of it on your own than you were used to. Uh, It's just it's a crazy time out there right now with this pandemic. But I like to see businesses thriving. And by the way, like as much as I've really appreciated hearing your personal story, again, as a business owner, share those personal stories. Yeah. And it's okay to share a struggle, but don't use social media as a way to whine about everything because everybody's already listening to everybody whine about Mm -hmm. everything. (laughs) So it's like, we don't, we don't need another whiner in the social media, but you know, like if there's, if there's something going on, reach out or, Mm -hmm. you know, say, Hey, you know, do you guys have any new suggestions? Are there ideas we've thought about? 
be kind of open to it, right? The virtual yeah. suggestion box. Nobody yep. ever does those anymore. <laughs> Probably because nobody ever fills them out anymore. Yeah. But just being uh-huh. open to kind of new ideas going on in your arena. Um, by the way, if you're listening to the show and this is your first time listening, I am Katie Shook from Little John Financial Services. Um, we are located over off of Klein Street. We do investments. We help people with retirement plans. This is a crazy time right now, even for that. There's all sorts of new rules that have come up. Um, If you need help with your investments, if you have questions, you can always call our office. It's 541-375-0898. We try to have a live body answer the phone as much as possible. Now, if you call at 10 o'clock at night, you're not likely to get a live body. But if it's during normal business hours, there should be somebody answering the phone. You can also reach out to us at littlejohnfs.com or on social media because we are on social media. Um, And Casey, again, tell people where you're at. Uh, we're located off Odell Street, 1640 Northeast Odell. Which is where? Um, it's off one block north of Diamond Lake Boulevard. It's like down from the News Review. Um, it's the old Garretson's Building Supply. Um, pretty easy to find, but you cannot see it from Diamond Lake Boulevard, so that's, that's a little tricky. We're right behind Journey Church. Oh, there um, you go. That's another way we explain it sometimes i know so. you get really creative when you're like so see this landmark you uh-huh. go here and you turn left there yeah. and it's we're working on getting a sign on diamond lake Ooh, that'd um, be good so yeah just i don't know <laughs> keep making circles eventually <laughs> you land there <laughs> there you go or you can just shoot up the street from the news review and eventually you'll get there too mm-hmm. yeah. um and it was it like an old bicycle shop at one point or something too or is uh, the bicycle well, shop still there the bike shop is still there yes is that yeah. yours too or is that a different business no it's a different business it's a friend of mine colin uh he has canyon creek uh, bikes. He, uh, yeah, him and I grew up together. Oh, and we, uh, Hurry up. we're running out of time. Yeah, I hear he, the music he going. He opened it <laughs> recently. <laughs> all right. So. so check out Casey McKillop, Backside Brewery. I want to thank you all for joining us today. Again, this is Katie Shook and Casey McKillop. And you're listening to True Wealth Radio on News Radio 1240 KQEN. Proceeding program was paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.